At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, if you haven't heard about webmasterradio.fm's mobile app for iPhone and Android, you got to listen up. This is amazing. You can now get not just CEO Coach, but every Webmaster Radio show on your mobile device. Go to iTunes to download or the Android app stores. You can listen to webmasterradio.fm on our new mobile app. Hope to see you there. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO coach, Jillian Musig. Welcome to CEO Coach, this wonderful Monday morning. Jillian Music, your CEO coach with Ann Kennedy. Welcome, Ann. Hi, Jillian. Hi there. We're going to talk about cash flow today. We've had somebody on our Facebook page request a show concerning early stage cash flow management. So we're going to do that right now. One of the things we want to talk about is the two kinds of cash flow management. There's the stuff about bringing the money in. And then there's the stuff about managing as it goes out the door. So let's start with cash flow management about what's coming in the door, Anne. Um, I know you and I have both worked in uh, services business, and I'm going to think that many of the people downloading the, ser- uh, the show here today are going to also be in services. But we'll touch on a bit for those who do product as well. So in the services world, I know we can do kind of three basic things right off the bat. One-off deals, which is generally where people start. And then there's the retainer model, which paid a certain amount per month, but it has an end in sight. And finally, there's the subscription model, of which I'm a huge fan, because it just goes on forever. Uh, And talk a little bit about the um, one-off products and projects and so on that you've worked on. How did you help to you know, gets money in, I guess. Uh, I, I think when you started the show, you said, send the invoice. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the first thing, and this is sometimes hard to get a handle on when you are starting out and you're working very lean. Remember, make time to send the invoices. No one's going to pay you until you do if you're uh, doing one-offs or even retainers. The second thing about one-offs is that if you are taking on a project, say, of 6 to 12 months, which was common in the agency that I ran, then you have to understand that 70% of your work first three to five months, and you have to consider that as you uh, bill out. It, the, the best way is to uh, get a large deposit, 50% or more. Um, if you find yourself in the position of needing to spread that out over the full term of the contract for perhaps the convenience of your customer, uh, then you become their banker. And Jillian, you were you and I were talking a lot about that. When you're kind enough to be your banker, 
Well, banks usually charge interest, don't they? So perhaps your pricing should reflect that you are floating them the uh, the money yes, until they yes, pay it off. Yes, I would absolutely point out that you don't want to really add interest charges additional in your contracts. It makes it messy. You've got to figure it out. The other guys aren't going to be happy with it. Larger corporations won't even pay it. It goes on and on. Just include it in the cost of your services. Right? And that kind of leads back to something I say and often don't bottom fish. Do not sell your services for the lowest common denominator, number, whatever. Don't go there. Right? If that's what it takes to sell, you're selling to the wrong client. So we're going to make the assumption for the balance of this show that you have clients who can afford your services. And if you should increase the cost of it by 3 to 4 or 5%, it will make no difference. Right? Once you have that in place, then you can afford to spread out the payments over time. Okay, so again, you're going to do 70% of the work, say, in the first two to three months of any kind of uh, marketing project, which is the world that Anne and I come from. And many of the folks listening in here are in the same space, affiliate marketers, uh, search marketers, inbound marketers, and, of course, pay-per-click marketers as well. And when you do that, you know that all your work goes up front, and then the last few weeks, months, whatever, of the project is where you see benefits. So... Focus what you're giving them and tell them that they're going to have to pay that sum as a breakout fee if they decide to leave before the end of contract. Absolutely. And as you get to the uh, final months of the contract, it's very important to con uh, communicate clearly the value of what they're getting because by that time, sometimes they forget if they aren't talking to you every other day as you're setting things up and that, that sort of thing. So it's very important throughout a contract to communicate the value, but it's also really, really important as you get towards the, uh, the end of the payment periods. Yes, in the first months or the first portion, whatever, even if it's just days or weeks, the first portion you focus on the work that is being done. We've set up your social media profiles. We've begun tweeting. We've begun this. We've got whatever it is you're doing. Right? All of that takes time and huge amounts of effort, but there is no result yet. So in the beginning, you focus on what's being done and you focus on the results because, again, at that point, you're not actually putting in that much more incremental time. But you do expect to be paid for all those things that you did up front that you weren't paid for early on. Make sure you've got two balances then. One is around being paid an appropriate sum to float the money. And two is being paid enough as a down payment to accommodate the incredible amount of work or percentage of work that will be done in the early stages of these kinds of service uh, projects. So, um, Anne, any other hot tips around the concept of managing the income on the way in the door rather than managing it as it flows out the door? Uh, send the invoices get to the bank. Um, one of the things that I found was really useful as far as getting paid to get the money in the door was become very good friends with the people who actually works in a company, uh, pay, the, the payment people. Um, they, will, they can make your life very, very easy. Um, direct deposits, also a great way to get paid. A lot of companies will do that now, especially larger companies, and that, that makes it even easier.
Yes, that uh, avoids that delay and slowdown in payment uh, quite a bit. And then finally, as we move from one-off services, which is really the least valuable here, to retainer services, that is the idea that you will provide a service every month for a series of months. This helps to even out cash flow right away. Rather than selling one-offs, you get a retainer service, and then, of course, at the end of the retainer service, you have to go and renegotiate or sell again. But at least for a number of months, you've got steady cash flow coming in. If you're doing this as a solo uh, entrepreneur or a very small group, getting a portion of your in services in the retainer business at least if not subscription we'll get to that in a minute in the retainer business will help to even out cash flow a huge amount and then those additional pieces where they are one off um, can help to you know buy larger product uh, move the company forward you know and then increase and expand the value of your corporation but getting that base level in in retainerships really helps I would suggest not less than half come from your retainers. So work towards that in 2014, moving towards more retainer or monthly payment um, services. And then finally, let's talk about subscription, which is kind of retainers on steroids. I love the subscription model. It's a retainer that doesn't expire. Right? If you get a subscription, you could make it a one-year subscription. You could make it a monthly subscription. I love monthly ones because they're kind of open-ended. You put down your credit card, you pay $9.99 a month, or you pay $1,000, anything in between, or even more, and you just keep going. The assumption is that until you tell me no, it just keeps going. That's really very valuable, and it does help to smooth out cash flow in a huge way. You can do this even a bit with products. Right, Anne and I, you were talking about folks with, uh, you know, some products where you could sell one piece, which is one-off, and we see this in retail all the time, right? But we can also package them with two for something, which means they buy it at the same time, but they've spent more of it. That's nice. And, of course, you spend less packaging and and shipping together and that sort of thing, so that's nice. Um, But uh, if you can do it where somebody signs up for a subscription and they get a bottle of wine every month, or they get groceries every week, or they get paper delivered every quarter to their business, whatever it is. That really makes a lot of sense. So, uh, and uh, subscription-based services, uh, kind of any hot tips on the model around that, things we should watch out for as we bring money in or go out? Uh, um, Around a subscription base, um, you need to manage it well and when people subscribe uh, get their information and when they unsubscribe also very important make sure that you take care of uh, getting them off the credit card um, you know not charging their credit card because that'll give you a lot of headaches later um, there's also a, a, a possibility of having what we call a freemium model where you offer a little bit of something um, maybe you have the first 30 days of your subscription free but you capture the credit card information before you you let them have it for free. Um, Those are all things to pay attention to with the subscriptions. Absolutely. And keep those credit cards up to date. You get alerts when the credit cards are about to expire. You can set those kinds of alerts fairly 
in almost any subscription-based uh, service accounting uh, software process. And then, of course, you set auto alerts to your customer in very friendly ways, reminding them to update their credit card. So those would be really good things for subscription-based services. And, of course, that evens out the cash flow in wonderful ways. But if you're selling services in terms of marketing and similar types of organizations, um, certainly the retainer model, at least half of the folks on retainer models will help to smooth out your cash flow on the way in. This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy at CEO Coach. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk about how to manage your cash flow and smooth that out on the way back out the door, just like you helped your customer do when you said, yeah, we'll charge you 1000 a month instead of 12000 in one shot. This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G, digital.com. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. The balance of power is shifting, and in some cases, affiliates are growing larger than the brands they represent. Stay ahead of this and other trends with the Affiliate Marketing Insider. On demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. Welcome back, Anne. Hi, Jillian. 
Hey, we're talking about cash flow today. We've talked a lot about the income cash flow management process, whether you're doing one-off projects, then moving at least some of your business to retainer-style projects, um, how to manage the flow of cash and expectations with your customers, and then, of course, the subscription-based model, which is kind of an open-ended retainer model. We also talked a little bit about product sellers, whether they can sell one-off products, product sets and groups, or, again, via subscription, which is great for smoothing out those bumpy uh, roads of income coming in. Let's talk a little bit about how you manage it on the expense side. At the very, very earliest stages, what are your hottest tips for folks on the expense side? Where should we be spending money? How do we retain more of it? And uh, uh, At the earliest stages, um, I go lean, go very lean. Um, work out of your house if you can. Work out of your garage. Uh, save the um, the expensive uh, rentals for later, uh, and look for low cost leases for your equipment. Um, these are all very important things to to stay as lean as possible um, in your earliest stages when you're buying equipment. Um, you know, buy inexpensive equipment. Totally agree. Very earliest stages, I would say buy it and buy it cheap. Um, you will replace it. It's okay. Don't expect it to last more than two to three years. Um, you know, tables out of Ikea or sawhorses and doors, all of those things are just fine. Don't get fancy about those big fancy offices at stage one by any means. And if at all possible, work out of things, residences, shared space, um, uh, co-working spaces, uh, places where you can, you know, rent out for even just a couple of days and the balance of time is in your residence. Anne and I just did a great show on working inside your residence um, and how to run a home office. So uh, I totally agree with you, Ed. First stage, you buy it. Do not lease it until you get things like established credit at which you can get the lowest cost leases or even rentals of some things as you need them. Um, whatever you can, don't own it at this time. There's an awful lot of um, shared space out there, and when you do the co-working spaces, you can, you know, beg, borrow, and steal stuff. In other words, you can borrow it from your neighbors. If they have a printer... Make a deal. Use the printer. Uh, if they and you know you don't have to buy one. If they've got a, a high-end camera and you need to do a podcast and a video, something, borrow them. Pay bucks, whatever it takes. They'll be grateful for the money, and you'll be grateful not to have either purchased it or leased it from a third party. So those would be you know very very early stage ways to save the cash uh, as you're trying to eke out every you know ounce out of every penny. Um, and as we get to that kind of second stage now, you're going to go out and look for offices and so on. Uh, what did you do in your earliest stage to, I guess, save money, but also then to smooth it out over time? Well, we, we started out with uh, leases. Um, I, again, as you rightly say, we looked for low-cost leases and rentals. Um, I recall negotiating through several offices. As we grew, we, we had to get bigger offices to accommodate more people, but we stayed small as long as we it was as was humanly possible until we were literally on top of each other, and then we, we would move out. Um, I think the it, it's always tempting to end and get some lovely offices, um, but that's not a, uh, a it's it's also easy to get over overstretched. 
on it that. It sure is, and that was one of the mistakes we made early in the very earliest stages over at, uh, at SEO Moz uh, before it became Moz. In the very earliest stages, uh, Brad was very excited to have very fancy offices so we could invite customers in. And while that was great, we didn't keep those fancy offices for very long at all. We very quickly moved back to, um, if you will, meager surroundings. And yes, we went from peas in a pod to sardines in a can real quick um, because we were able to grow. With the money we were saving from the fancy offices, we were able to grow. And instead, we met people outside at coffee shops. Um, you can rent nice little offices from uh, meeting rooms from Regis. You can do it from investment houses or banks even. Uh, some nice coffee shops will have meeting rooms. And you can agree. You can meet in your clients' offices. That's always a good one. We'll come to you. What great service is that? They don't have to come see where you're working. And then, <coughs> excuse me. Finally, uh, again, those co-working spaces, they're kind of cool, they're funky, and so on, and they're known as great places for startups to be, so there is no incongruence around where you're meeting and the quality of the space that you're meeting in. Don't spend it on the space, right? Lease what you have to, be peas in a pod, right around the time your sardines in a can or as Anne you just said, all over each other, that's when it's time to move. So sometimes, though, Anne, you said the biggest expenses might not even be rent. It might be around labor. Um, what tips do you have for, again, saving cash flow on labor so that you can meet it out over time and it matches um, the projects you have coming in? Well, the very best way to start is by outsourcing as much labor as you Workers on contracts, um, and rather than um, outright hires uh, that say, can save you money in several different areas, not least of which is employment taxes um, and also uh, benefits. But that also keeps you flexible. And in the early stages, it's very important to be flexible so that you can match what your needs are um, as you go along. So I would say stick with contractors as long as you can. Makes good sense to me. And uh, I, I'm going to tell the folks here listening in what you created at a much later stage. Um, in the earliest stages, what Anne's suggesting is you outsource and you get people to do these things one-off as you need them for a project. At a much later stage, at a much higher level, Anne helped to create a consortium of international search companies. So they had companies in countries all over the world, and again, as needed together, bid together, and then take their respective shares. In this way, Anne did not have to create a company that spanned all of these different countries, rent offices there, hire people, manage uh, you know, uh, taxes and, and uh, employment issues and so on and so forth. It was an extremely lean startup way to create something quite powerful. So this works at every stage of your company uh, business. It isn't just about the earliest startup stage. So, in terms of things like incubators, and I noticed that you just sent me a note here as we're talking about incubators. I think there is a big trend around that, and if, again, you're at the very earliest stages and you can apply to things like incubators and then accelerators, they provide all kinds of support that help you stretch out your money, and sometimes they even invest a bit. That, too, is a pretty good deal. Um, other tips around the expenses as you move out. I know, Anne, that you're a strong supporter, as am I now, of getting in early. We're not talking about CPA-type folks, um, but, Anne, talk a little bit about why you would want to spend money on that bookkeeper. 
Well, as we have said many, many times on this uh, CEO coach, if the CEO isn't thinking about what the next big thing is, but instead thinking about uh, sending out the invoices or keeping the books, um, then the then the company is losing money. And so, a bookkeeper is a fairly easy uh, uh, service to find um, on a freelance basis. Uh, as for as little as, oh, I think there was a time when our, our bookkeeper was costing only $100 a month because we didn't have a lot of books for her to keep. And this is um, will not only keep your books straight and make your life a lot simpler when it comes around to tax time, but it will also help you keep on top of what uh, is going on in your cash flow because just paying attention to it is really, really important. Totally agree. So around the, uh, the, the points of saving money, um, when you are ready to uh, get offices and move out of you know, incubator space or even shared space and so on, I would say look in the cool parts of town. Cool parts of town tend to be industrial sectors. You can be bleeding edge and so on. You can spend a little bit more on your interior design. Just loads and loads of paint do an extraordinary amount. And again, it's congruent with the kinds of services you might want to offer. That's an important thing as you look to uh, spreading out cash flow and not shooting that big, big wad of money out the door very early on. We're going to take another break here at CEO Coach. When we come back, we're going to recap some of the things we learned today around saving money on the income side and the outflow side in order to smooth out cash flow in the early stages of entrepreneurship. This is Jim with Ann Kennedy. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO coach right after this. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! How about catching more attention, like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short branded attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand, just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I signed us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, 
us, let our in-house printing and CD DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. You have made it to the Merchant Help Desk. We'll break down ways to succeed in your online marketing operation, SEO for e-commerce, legal issues, PCI compliance, and more. Merchant Help Desk, on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We're going to wrap up here at CEO Coach with some highlights of what we discussed today around smoothing cash flow on the income side. So, Anne, I think the the hottest ones we had was if you're going to do a one-off project, uh, make sure that you get a significant sum as a down payment and you send incremental invoices along the way. Just because you got hired to do something for ten thousand or fifty thousand bucks does not mean you have to wait till it's all done to send the invoice. Send those incremental invoices. And you had a couple of other uh, fine-tuned tips around uh, banking and stuff, around how to get that money in the door. Well, um, if, if you can uh, become uh, friends with the uh, people who actually write the checks, or better still, can produce. Uh, payments for you that um, helps a lot to ease the cash flow so that you don't need to be um, you don't need to be worrying about getting the mail getting the checks to the bank um, so working with wire transfers and and uh, uh, ACH transfers it's commonly done now most companies big and small can do it and those are that's a great way to uh, get your income in um, the easiest way possible Excellent, I would agree. And uh, as we move forward then, moving from one-offs into uh, retainer models is really the way to go on a broader scale and, of course, from retainer models to subscriptions, which are kind of retainer models that are open-ended. If you're going to do subscriptions, remember, you want to be alerted before those credit cards are about to expire at least two months, and then in cheerful, joyful ways, you connect with your uh, clients and make sure they update those things and you make it super easy for them to do so. And that keeps, again, that smoother and less churn on your subscriptions. Over time, um, we're also talking about things like products. Uh, if you can do a subscription-based service in which your product is delivered direct to consumers over time, that's really good, too, and helps to even out cash flow. As we move to the recap on the outflow of cash, our biggest, I think our biggest, biggest tip is literally not to spend it. Look for ways to save it at every turn. Um, I do see young entrepreneurs making this mistake again and again, renting out too much space. They don't need all of it now, and they figure, well, we'll grow into it later, and we got a good deal. You may have gotten a good deal, but you're evening out cash flow at the far end when you actually needed to even out the cash flow right now at the early end. So think about that in time and trust that those great spaces will still be available when you get there. The reason they will be is there's always a new, cool, edgy part of town that is up and coming as others begin to decline or as others become expensive. The flow, this ebb and flow of real estate is always out there. 
Only take what you need now when you become peas in a pod and then sardines in a can and you're all over each other. That's when you move, not before. And at the very earliest stages, look for those co-working spaces. They will be the least costly to have a balance between homework and office work and meeting spaces. Leverage your colleagues that are also in startup in any field whatsoever by getting to know folks inside incubators and inside those co-working spaces, even if you're not renting right there, to borrow and or pay each other a few bucks in transfer for those very high-end products that you need only now and then, such as very high-end cameras. Maybe you even need a vehicle. Who knows? Um, you know, The idea of having a corporate car or even buying one for yourself when you are your own company could be uh, meted out out over time, either taking public transport, taxis, and of course when you need it, rent one, whatever it is. So leasing, renting gives you more flexibility, although sometimes higher cost, and of course watch out for those end of lease payouts. That would be our last tip. Watch out for those end of lease payouts. If it's more than a buck, you really want to know about it. You don't want to lease something like computer equipment only to find out that you owe them another thousand bucks at the end of the lease. This is Jillian Nusig with Ann Kennedy at CEO Coach. We'll be back next week with another show. If you've got an idea for a show that you need uh, questions answered on, you tell us at Facebook. That's facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Hop on in there. We hope you'll hit the like button just to tell us we know that we know that you're out there. And then, of course, pop in your questions, and we'll run a CEO Coach show about your questions and your startup. Till next week, download this at webmasterradio.fm and through iTunes and our mobile app. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.